streets, we won't ever break Here to uplift, yeah we here to elevate Ay, In these streets, wanna see you rise Time to be a ruler of your own life Inspire, we gotta take it higher You a royalty, king and queen, call you sire Nabu the ruler, yeah I'm talking about an empress Empower the world through her talent and gifts Sharing great lectures, skits and clips Plenty interviews, this is an experience Real conversations, you gotta come see uh, This is what you need, come and find us in these streets Ay, In these streets, we won't ever break Here to uplift, yeah we here to elevate Ay, In these streets, wanna see you rise Time to be a ruler of your own life In these streets, we won't ever break Here to uplift, wanna see you elevate Let's go! builders my rulers I am in tuned today to talk about something that's dear to my heart and I wanted to talk about something that's really really serious and that's um um trauma you know there are a lot of individuals who go through trauma who believe um they've gotten over the experience of that they they the things that they were experienced be it in I don't know molestation um being raped being beaten being um in prison, incarcerated, things of that nature, just the, it runs a gambit. So I wanted to talk to, uh, to to you about trauma. You know, a lot of times there there are some instances where we believe. You know, I was I was talking to my sister, um, one of the, my sisters who who's been incarcerated before, and she was just telling me. Um, we talked about she's in a fight right now. Her fight is. You know, she is doing, she's an advocate for people who, returning citizens or people, and also people who are actually in prison. And so, you know, she was incarcerated at one point in time and in the hole at one point in time. And, you know, her and I are formerly incarcerated individuals and we went to speak and to tell people about how the experience of being in in the hole in solitary confinement we call it the hole but it's uh solitary confinement and uh she spent uh quite a bit of time in solitary confinement and i spent about a year in, in solitary confinement and people do not realize we did we were talking we just didn't realize how much how it impacted that experience really impacted our lives, impacted the way we think, the way we operate. And um, we were called to ask to speak about the um, solid being in solitary confinement and doing that. It was funny because it's not really funny, but it's, it's really serious how you go through something, you go through a trauma and it's just like you're going through the motions and you never really sit down and analyze or be you know able to sit in your feelings sit in your experience and really think about what you have endured so I, I this is years and years ago 
that we were in um, experience solitary confinement, but being able to speak about it and speak it about it to others, you believe that you are um, have moved on from that trauma and that experience, but only to find out that you are affected by it. You know, she was telling me how after we went and spoke about being in, um, incarcerated and actually incarcerated while incarcerated um, and how she cried and she was depressed and the next day she couldn't get out of the bed and she was crying uh, for about a week in her bed and that did something to it's shake it, it, it was surprising it's, because I ex- had similar experience not I wasn't crying or not in my bed or anything but it it takes you to a, a, a place back to a place where you were lonely back to a place where you felt helpless back to a place where it was dark and she experienced that and so did I and um many times there are so many situations and not just in being incarcerated while incarcerated but but other situations where you experience some trauma the trauma you don't realize it's hard for me to 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 articulate but it was like i didn't all the trauma that i went through in the moments um i just I don't know, I kicked into the survivor mode, I believe. Um, I never really thought about it. And, you know, when I speak about it, I kind of joke to make light of it. But to really tell that story and all the experiences that I have endured um, was, has been difficult, to say the least. it's hard to ascertain the not for starving another human being because you see us as lesser than you or to take away the only thing that's connected to the outside world which are letters and pictures and to treat us like literally like crap like human feces and that's what a majority of the officers did to the inmates. They treated us less than, like, like we were less than humans. And people don't realize that when you are sentenced to go to prison, you are sentenced to be void of your family, to be away from your family, your friends, your way of life, all those things. Um, uh, your um, what you are accustomed to, only to be sent to a off up north from anybody who looks like you, away from all the people that look like you or that you feel that you're comfortable with, only to send you to a place where it's only um, people that don't look like you, Caucasians or people who've never really interacted with african-americans or people of color until they have to interact with you in the prison and so um those experiences even as i'm talking right now my head starts to tingle because that was a trauma 
that actually I'm drudging up as we speak. But if this thing has to be spoken, I have to, to really um, get out what I'm saying, you know, only to be sent, you know, I was sent up north when I first went to prison and I was sent up north to Rhinelander to a Vilas County Jail. And in that count, Vilas County Jail, they mistreated us all the times they called us monkeys. Um, I recall being pulled off of a um, a top bunk and slammed to the concrete and then thrown into the hole. This is another instance where I was incarcerated while incarcerated um, because the prison was overcrowded. So they would send you up north to um, they would send you up north to print different um, jails who didn't have, you know, these uh, little hick towns or these little towns where they didn't have, um, they didn't see many African Americans or many Africans in America, you know, or in many any people of color who had, um, I don't know, had melanin in their skin, but the trauma that sometimes they wouldn't feed us and the they wouldn't feed us sometimes and that's just crazy and they wouldn't I remember them putting me in a hole incarcerated while incarcerated while in Vilas County Jail and they would just throw they wouldn't give us a cover a blanket a pillow a mattress or anything and we just balled up in a corner on the floor and what I don't understand is, yes, I committed a crime. Yes, I was sent to uh, prison or sentenced to prison, but I was not sentenced to be mistreated, misused, and abused. And what people need to understand, uh, you citizens need to understand, you law-abiding citizens need to understand that, hey, you want to sentence me to prison, fine, great. I did something wrong, I understand that. But you also need to put in place people who are really going to help the men and women who are incarcerated rather than hindering those who are incarcerated. And what I mean by that is, if you're sending me to be rehabilitated, which is not any rehabilitation really in prison, not in Wisconsin, you are sending, you're supposed to rehabilitate me, but you, what you're doing is making me worse. You send me someone who has never been around um, crime or anything like that, who had had changed their whole trajectory of their life, the whole trajectory of their life behind one mistake. And what you do is you put them in prison with individuals who maybe are accustomed accustomed to a way of life that that is basically a different way of life than they are so what's happening is these individuals are you know either you're going to adapt or you're not going to adapt and you're going to maybe live a life of crime afterwards or 
because you feel like there's no help, there's no hope. Now, um, the, you need to understand that when you send people up north or out of their environment, that you need to have individuals who are going to support them, who are going to help them and not um, degrade them because prison was extremely degrading. You have men in the women's prison who sexually abuse you, who have sex with you, who impregnate you, who think they're above the law because they are the authority figures. And you have these women who are basically helpless. Um, I'm gonna speak for the women's prison because that's what I know and experience myself. You're sending women to prison and at the mercy, who have to be at the mercy and grace of officers who've never dealt with anybody who look like them and you they have their own preconceived notions as to who these individuals are, who, what they're capable of, and not recognizing that we're just human beings just like you and we all bleed the same blood. And so you're sending individuals into a traumatic, a, who, who, individuals to have traumatic experiences because of something that mistake, one mistake that they made. And what I would like everyone to understand is prison is not fun. Oh Lord. Um, prison is not fun. It's not um, a place where you are treated fairly. Treated, you know, they're um, a disproportionate. Well, there, there's a lot of racism. So you have white officers who treat um, the white women better than they do the men. I mean, I'm sorry, the black women or, or Asian or Hmong or whoever. You have officers who prefer, um, prefer to treat everybody like crap. And then you have officers who are power struck and they're excited to get or have the power that they have and so they treat us they treated us like crap i remember being incarcerated um and it was like I, it was so hot outside and we had this one officer named um, gavin who would not allow us to get ice and so we used to call him the ice nazi but imagine these hot cells there's no way to open a window I was a max building, max, maximum security prison, maximum security building, and the minimum medium security building. There's no circulation of air, it's concrete. So, and there's no window open, opening. So we have, you're literally sweating in a concrete box and they refuse to give us ice. Um, that's one of the, uh, one of the many experiences um, that really shaped some of my mindset, you know, how people don't really care about other people who are incarcerated. So let's me, let me get back to incarcerated while incarcerated. So I was placed in the hole for something that I did not do. Now imagine going to being incarcerated for something that you did do. You took responsibility. You said, yes, I did this. 
and I should be punished and you took your punishment but then you go to a place where you know you're separated from everything that you love the people that you love the people things that you love to do and then you're put in, in into a prison system where they don't care about you they don't care where you come from they don't care about your social economic background they don't care about your um, uh, education or none of these things and then they mistreat you and they treat you like crap and when I say crap I mean uh, they take they will you know you have your cell set up a certain way and this looks nice they will come in into your cell and dump all of your stuff take all your your pictures take your books and magazines for no apparent reason just to be mean just to aggravate you and hurt you and though that that was a, an experience that majority of the women had throughout prison whoever went whoever went to prison in Wisconsin and it's, it's sad another thing that I want to touch base on being in the in, incarcerated while incarcerated being in the hole um, when I was in the hole you had you had no um, you know a pen you know how we take for granted you can use a pen right okay so you use a pen but being in the hole in Tachita, you have to use, at this particular time, you use the inside of the pen. So the ink part of the pen, that's the only thing you are able to use, that skinny pen. Um, the insides to the pen. So and you had, uh, you know, the yellow line paper. You would um, use that. Imagine only getting the shower maybe three times a week, if that. Imagine using, um, you know, sometimes you go to a restaurant and you, I, I think at Culver's and you, um, you can squirt the ketchup into the little, the little Culver's container and go to, those were the kind, they had to be smaller, but they were much smaller. That's what they gave you, how much soap they gave you to wash your hair, to wash your body. And they never gave us any lotion or any conditioner for our hair or our body. I remember, it's really sad, but I remember um, I didn't eat meat in the hole. So I went in about 150, 155. I came out 120, 125. And I remember being in the hole and they served these big Polish sausage. And I would take that Polish sausage because of the, and rub the grease on my body from the Polish sausage because that was the only grease that my body was able to to get and that is crazy in itself but it's, it's a true story you know I remember um, not being able to sometimes I remember if you would tell the nurses that you were sick hey hey you know um I fainted I fainted on my birthday when I was in the hole and when I the nurse finally came around which was probably two or three days later I told her about it and you know what she told me she said you should drink water drink more water if I um, told them I had stomach pains. They would say, drink more water. If I told them I cut my, my finger, they would say, drink more water. And that was their only remedy. That was the health care in the, the prison system. Anything was that was wrong with you, they would tell you to drink more water. 
anything that um, was hurting on you, they will tell you to drink more water. Or, but if you said, you know, if I'm, I'm seeing things or I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this type of way, I'm depressed, they will tell you, okay, let me give you this Trazodone, uh, 500 milligrams. Let me give you this Kalatapin, 300 milligrams. Let me give you this uh, three times a day. Let me give you this um, Seroquel. All the trans, um, psychotropic medic medication they will give you um, so you can be okay, but the thing that you needed was actual metal, medical care was really, it was extremely hard to come by. So these are some of the things that I really want people to think about. And you all being raped or sexually abused in prison or forced to do favors, sexual favors for officers. Now I didn't do that, but some women do um do sexual favors at the time i was a stud so you know they weren't coming after me anyway but because of the way i look but you know some other women weren't so so lucky and you got to understand that some women are being raped in prison some people some women are being um, hurt harmed i remember there was this officer captain springer and he was a captain and he, he was, I don't know, probably 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, probably 300 some odd pounds. And I remember him running out of the place where we eat called Prescott. And he would, he picked up this 100 pound woman and slammed her to the ground. Now, was it necessary? No. But this is a, an example of what women um, and what people in prison endure. Just like there, the story of the guy who came from prison, out of prison in New York, and he refused to um, say that he was uh, um, guilty of a crime that he didn't commit, and he had to stay there three years, and he was a teenager, and he ended up um, getting out some odd letters, and then he killed himself while he was out. Um, people don't understand the trauma. His documentary was so important, but people do not understand the trauma that people endure while in prison. And what I want to challenge uh, you to do is, you know, I want to challenge people to get involved in the prison system. Let's talk about it. Let's see, see what your loved ones are experiencing in the prisons. See what's going on and stop allowing anything, just anything to happen to the people that you say you love. You know, um, um, when I was in the prison system, uh, they came and got me because I had infallible when I was in prison. I created infallible in prison. We created infallible while we were in prison. And they told me I was gang related. And infallible was not gang related. It was just to get the young kids so they could stop to do something creative. It was like cre a creative arts program that I created in my mind to get the kids to that, because they had 14 year olds in prison, 15 year olds in prison, um, mixed in with the adult women. And I would get these kids and take them so they wouldn't um, do crazy things while we're there in prison. They could do something productive. 
And from that, the officers would say I'm, I was gang related and I had nothing to do with gangs or anything of that nature. But I want to challenge you to either if you have somebody incarcerated or you have someone who is um, who's formerly incarcerated, I would love for you to sit down and talk to them and talk about their experiences while incarcerated. You know, some people wear like a badge of honor that they were in prison, but there's no honor in um, being mistreated. There's no honor in being misused and abused. And that's what we were while incarcerated. If, I mean, calling the N-word, calling uh, one of the Captain Springer said, yeah, I know um, y'all like watermelon and chicken. You know, having to even do, endure that psychological, um, the psychological damages that this being incarcerated can it does to you. You know, like I said, my sister said that just telling her story, by telling her story, she, I mean, she was depressed for a week, cried in her bed for a week because you're judging up all that trauma and we have to be mindful and cognizant of of you wanting somebody to go to prison okay they did something wrong but you want them to come back home normal and we'll never come back home normal um i remember coming out of prison i mean not prison but out of um the whole, I didn't want anybody around me because I had been alone by myself for over a year. So just that in itself is something that you have to look at. You have to, to fight for the humans. We are human beings. There are human beings who are incarcerated. These are people. These are people who, who made mistakes, probably some of the same mistakes that you've made, but haven't been caught yet. You know, um, I'm sure some of you were college kids and got drunk and got in your car and drove. And by the grace of God, you made it safely home. But there are so many other people who are not lucky who maybe who killed people while driving drunk or, you know, just, you know, my like my thing. I was I was enraged. I was angry and I did something stupid. But do you think that? If I could take what I did back, do you think I wouldn't? Do you think I would would have chosen to go to prison? No, it's just a, a, a young kid making a dumb mistake who who made a dumb mistake. And what I did learn from prison, being incarcerated, what I did learn is I found how much I realized how much strength how strong I was and how much strength that I possessed because to endure prison you have to be strong you have to be able to so anybody who's been incarcerated and you know you are strong and I just want to encourage the individuals who have been incarcerated to go and advocate for those who are incarcerated and and if you came out of that, fabulous. But there are so many of us who have not, who have not um, healed. And it's hard for, they, they want us to, you know, hey, you want us to say, hey, 
You went to prison, you did your time, now come out and be normal. Are you serious? You, you're talking about somebody who, who was in the hole for 368 days, who was, excuse me, sentenced to 368 days in, in the hole, but you want me to come out and be normal. You're talking to people who have been sexually abused by officers or these people who are supposed to be authority figures, but you want them to come out normal. Are you serious? You're talking to people who, who've been hurt who've been mistreated. I mean, you're talking to women who sit on the toilet in their room and all male officers stand over you while you're in, uh, looking into your room while you're using the bathroom. Come on, let's be serious. Let's, 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 let's be realistic. You couldn't stand for that. So I just want people to really understand the trauma that those are who are incarcerated endure. You know, and I understand that, hey, we made mistakes. And I understand that we had to pay for our our mistakes. But do you understand that you've made mistakes throughout your life? Do you understand that, hey, we still pay when we come home from prison? Do you understand how difficult it is for us to acquire um, employment do you understand how it feels to have to write up a write a um, fill out a job application and the the what how we feel when we have to fill out a job application do you understand what comes up when you think when people keep turning you down job after job after job do you can you comprehend how hurtful it is where your mindset goes I might as well commit a crime if no one will give me a chance do you understand the thought process that we have to go through to build ourselves up every time we're knocked down for job after job after job or opportunities or after our opportunity or after opportunities or when we come home and you try to go to school and they say you can't go to school because your loans you defaulted on your loans and and whatever and you're like hey I was in prison it's a it's it's a it's a long process it's a you know you know even it's been years since I've been incarcerated but I still have to fill out that application and I feel still feel a certain way when I have to put down I was incarcerated before. So um, before you sir, before you're so quick to pass judgment on someone, you gotta understand like it's not easy to go to prison and come home and be normal. You will never be normal. I, I would never have normalcy in my mind because of what I've endured and part of that is because you know I'm I I consider myself strong and I've always been strong and I know I'm strong but I'm talking about the people who even even myself it's it's a process it has always been a process and I want you to um, if you don't get anything else out of this this podcast or this this um, I want you to know that you know, um, have some compassion on the people 
who are incarcerated and just inquire about their people's experience, individuals' experience about being incarcerated and um, yeah, just inquire, find out, look into it, what their experiences was and you know, how to to help them, play a role in assisting them to, to recovery because you know, people always talk about LDA and you know, recovering from narcotics and drugs and, and, and alcohol, but there is also a process where you need to go through recovery from prison because it, it's, it's, it's traumatic, it's difficult. So I just wanted to tell you, you guys that, you know, um, I will be doing these podcasts more often and I will also have other speakers. Um, who's experienced this called been incarcerated incarceration oh, this piece is about incarceration so um, like I said I'm going to have other podcasts in that regard and about other things but this is a healing process this is um, facing what I've endured and um, yeah I want you to support I appreciate your support um, with this, but I just wanted to give people some um, information on, you know, coming out of prison and um, what you endure. So this piece is incarcer- incarcerated while incarcerated. <laughs> incarcerated while incarcerated. So, um, like I said, the people who are in, in prison, please just reach out to them, you know, show your love, show your support, because a lot of times you feel like you're by yourself, and you're being treated um, so, so bad, and you're uh, around a lot of cantankerous individuals, and so I just want to encourage you to support your family members, send them a card, sometimes a letter, um, some some money to go on their books, or just, just reach out to them, because they need that. Um, they need, you know, you, you just wouldn't believe the joy that comes over someone when they receive a letter from um, their loved ones. So I just want to encourage you to do that. And I also want to encourage you to, to speak up for those who are incarcerated because you should not, just because you're in prison does not uh, mean that you should be treated like crap. It doesn't mean that you should, you should, um, feel any less than anybody else so I just want to encourage you to fight for those who are in prison you've been in tune with Nabu the ruler where we rule with what greatness